let's get through this. Let me throw three more at you. Okay, three more, three uh, more. You, throw me three yeah, more. Yes. Make it spicy, man. Who who are yeah, you, Trevor? Okay. You you sound like Daddy begs you right now. Okay, your daughter's not listening yet. Make it spicy, okay, okay. baby. Puck talking bullshit. Let's go. Morning sex or nighttime sex? I'm gonna say morning sex because I feel like I feel as if if you start your day with some good loving. All right, loving. I'm going to say that one more time, loving. The rest of your day is just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Okay? Now, I, I get it I get it at the nighttime, you know, you end your night off with a, with a nice one. But I feel as if, if, you, if you start your day with a good love session, it's guaranteed that you're going to end your night. Or end the day, I'm sorry, with a, with a nice love session too. So I'm going to go with the, the morning, morning sex. Okay, nice, nice. Okay, how about uh, short shorts or skirts? On myself, short shorts, man. I'm trying to work on my legs, you know. I'm trying to work on my legs, and I feel as if I've just, I've just realized that if I had some nice quads, it would work on Tinder, you know. It would work on Tinder for me. I was definitely talking about on a girl, but you know. Yeah, whatever, man. Hey, 2021, baby. (laughs) All right, and and let's let's end it on a hockey question: JT Miller or Bo Horvat? JT Miller or Bo Horvat? Wow, wow. Wow, Horvat, man. Come on, man. What the fuck are you trying to do, man? Get me in trouble? Come on, man. Well, I know. That, you know, got Nick Bondi on the network saying that JT Miller is the most important player on the Canucks. So I thought I'd throw Bo Horvat's name in the ring. I think they're comparable players. Uh, let's be honest. Let's be real, okay? Nick Bondi is on his way to become one of the hosts of one of these shows on TSN 1040 or Sportsnet 650. He's lining up all the dots, making all the connections. He's doing what he has to do. I'm proud of him, man. I'm proud of him. Yeah, well, we'll see where it goes with these uh, J- JT Miller takes. Uh, I hope Bonnie makes it to the top, man. He's a uh, he's a special dude. And okay, Kyle. Last but not least, puck talk or bullshit, man. Puck talk or bullshit. Honestly, after taking some of that new opept, <laughs> I'm all about the bullshit. But hey, hockey fans, don't worry, we got you with that puck talk and bullshit. You're listening to Silky and Filthy. <laughs> Welcome all you silky studs to another episode of Silky and Filthy. I'm Trevor Bakes. He's Kyle Bowen. This show on the Nux Misconduct Network. You got Nick Bonney making a show on the network called Power of the Towel. Bonnie's going to the top. Meanwhile, Kyle, <laughs> I'm still here in the basement doing this podcast with you. Having a blast doing it, man. Oh, Watching yeah. you take all kinds of crazy substances right before the show. What is it? Neopept? Neopept. We can't even pronounce it. So obviously I just did something that's probably illegal. And probably going to harm me. That being said, you know, I read a chapter of uh, Think Think and Grow Rich, and it was a boring chapter, and, and I was unable to really get through it. That being said, after I took some Neuropept, damn, bro, I thought I, I thought I wrote that chapter. You know what I'm saying? I thought I wrote that chapter. It was something else. Now, Trevor, before we started the show, uh, let's go back to this, okay? Hey, there's a bullshit. <laughs> uh, I think anyone who would pick nighttime sex over morning sex is a coward not gonna lie i feel as if they don't understand the you know the ability or the uh the chance you have you know real talk you do it well in the morning both of y'all having a great day you set the tone it's it's gonna end the same way too okay it's it's like it's pretty much manifestation it's a, it's an affirmation pretty much 
Yeah, I mean, I see where you're coming from, but I feel like you're bending the rules. I feel like with the this or that questions, like it's one or the other. Like mm. if, if you could only have one, you're okay. only getting the morning sex. You're only having sex in the morning. You're never having sex at night. Okay. You know? Okay. You know what? That, that means like it, Let me it, think it, of it. Let me think of it. We'll come back to it at the end, okay? Now now you got me thinking. I don't know, man. Like you're, you're going out, you have a few drinks, you have a good drunk smash. I mean, sometimes that shit gets feisty uh, too, man. Oh, so see that's a different question. What's spicier? That's okay. 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 But you know what? Here's the thing. Kyle Bowen, all right, seven seven eight, K Y L E B H A W A N. If we going out and having a couple of drinks, you know, you come back to my place, I'm I'm totally fine with just making you dinner. Uh, you know what? I, sh- I should have asked you if you prefer mm. sex or cuddling. You seem like one of those cuddling, guys. Cuddling, of course. <laughs> oh, man. You it's, just... The flower, flower man warm. bowing. Yeah, flower man bowing, right? You don't, you don't have to take a shower after. You know, you don't have to, like, you know, freshen up. It just Let's just have a good eight-hour sleep, you know? No interruptions. And be active the next day and chase our dreams. Wow, that's, that's, uh, that's yeah. deep, man. Do you prefer being the big spoon or the little spoon in these cuddles? I was actually thinking about that today. I really was, and it's been it's been a quite a quite a long time that I was kind of feeling as if I should be the little spoon. Why not? Give me some love. <laughs> yeah, you know when when it's been a while, you you want that closeness. You yeah, want someone just to embrace dude, you, man. Yeah, man. Why not, bro? Why not? And Anyways, next- I just want to be comfortable. And I haven't slept much. Okay, I haven't slept much since Sunday. Tried getting some sleep yesterday. I, bro, you might as well. Hey, there's a bullshit. I gotta, I gotta tell you this, okay? I gotta tell you this. And it's Kyle Bowne. It's Trevor, Be- Trevor Beg. Sorry. It's the Nux Misconduct Network. Go get it wherever you listen to your hockey podcast. I promise you, you will make your hockey life a little bit better. We give you a whole bunch of shows, including the Quickie, the fastest hockey show in the world, Power of the Towel. We just had Carolyn Cameron on with Nick Bondi and then sipping on a 40 after every Canuck game. But I gotta tell you this, okay? I, I went through uh, a bit of sleep paralysis last night, not getting a lot of sleep. And this shit was crazy. It was a massacre in my dreams. I couldn't get out of this massacre. Kept looping back into this bloodbath. Seriously, it was a fucking bloodbath. Spooky ass shit. I pretty much had to yell my way out of this sleep paralysis. And I couldn't even I couldn't even yell properly because when you're in this paralysis, you can't really speak or do nothing. You know, you're just trapped. So I was making all these noises like, huh, huh, trying to get out of here, right? Huh, trying to wake myself up. And eventually I was loud enough that I woke myself up. And as soon as I woke myself up, bro, Loki, who's my dog, right? He's supposed to have my back. This guy runs off. He books it. I was in danger. Going through it, some demon was on me. And this motherfucker, as soon as I wake up, I guess I was that loud trying to wake myself up. This motherfucker booked it. What type of dog is that? I didn't even say good morning to him. I swear to, I swear to you. I left without saying have a good day to him for the first time. I usually say good, have a good day every day to my dog in the morning. I mean, not this time because... Is he really my dog? Anyways, let's talk some hockey. No, your, your dog abandoned you, man. He can't. Uh, yeah, I mean, come on. You, you scared him with your loud yelling in your dreams. I mean, but your dog should be there for you, you know? Is that my fucking dog? I don't fucking think so. It, okay, if I try to kick my dog off the bed, he fucking growls at me. Like, he's not going anywhere. I couldn't believe it, man. I couldn't believe it because it, it goes back to my friend, okay? Let's card him Leonardo, okay? Leonardo. He knows everything, right? This dude at work. So I break down my dream to him. And then I break down the fact that my dog ditched me. And he claims that dogs are able to see spirits. And, and I put the two, I, I put both of it, both of those things together, right? Okay, I'm going through my shit. Loki's sleeping beside me. A demon is on me. I'm in sleep paralysis. He sees the demon. And as soon as I wake up, he must have seen this demon just ditch, ditch my bedroom or whatever, the living room. 
And he ran away. He didn't have my back. What the fuck is that? What type of dog is that? Honestly, bro, I used to think he was the best dog ever, but he's slipping. That, that's what we call flaky, man. And, you know, we see it in hockey, too. There's a lot of yeah. flaky fans out there. People Ooh. turning on Pedersen. Uh, you know, today I want to go over this. Uh, I want to go over some breakout players to watch this season. And, uh, you know, one guy right at the top here. I was watching the Rangers-Devils game last night, okay? Don't ask me why, but I decided to turn that one on. And I got to watch Jack Hughes tear it up. He had three points on the night, a breakaway goal. I should have had a fourth point, uh, but it was overturned on an offside. Uh, this guy's looking like a beast, but, you know, after one season, a lot of people were saying maybe this Jack Hughes guy isn't all he's talked up to be. Man. And here we go. Uh, at the time of recording, Jack Hughes tied for the league lead in points right now. He's a spicy dude, man. And uh, he really I, is. I, I do wonder who's going to have the better career between Jack Hughes or Quinn Hughes. And maybe that's either this or that for you right now, Ooh. Kyle. Okay, okay, that's a, that's a great question. I would still take Quinn because Quinn, you know, altered the course of the Vancouver Canucks. Jack Hughes probably going to do the same for the New Jersey Devils. Hey, yeah, Trevor, I've been going through the motions too about this whole being a sports fan thing and how to do it. And you know, everyone says there's no rules to this, right? You're allowed to be a fan your own way. But if you're if you're fucking criticizing the first overall pick to the point after one season you're just giving up on him, you're not a real sports fan. You really aren't. You are a coward, and I say that because it makes no sense after one year, one year, how small was this kid? He was, what, yeah. 18 years old, and what team was he playing on? The New Jersey Devils, bro. The New Jersey Devils, and you're going to give up on him? doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. I'm happy for the kid because listen to this. Okay, listen to this. When you have a personality like this in the NHL and you're about to give up on him, it's people like you, yes, you, you fucking hater, that are ruining the game. Um, uh, let's try to win this game, not 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 lose the game. Damn, damn. Who, who comes up with quotes like that? Okay, he broke down the code, the the rule, the law of the NHL. Okay, let's try to win this game and not trying to lose it. It's simple as that, baby. Let's try to win at life and not lose at this thing called life. Jack Hughes, the dude's a beast, and he's shifty. He's just shifty, bro. He's just fun to watch, and he looks more comfortable. So that that's good for. New Jersey fans, and I actually do love the Devils fans. When I broke into this thing called the NHL as a viewer, the Devils were a good team, you know, back in 01, started then, and it just seems like a place that loves hockey, and there aren't a lot, there are a lot of places in the States that do, but there are also a lot of places in the States that don't, and they still have a fucking team, and de the Devils in New Jersey aren't one of them, so uh, shout out to Jack Hughes, do good things for that uh, that place in New York. Yeah, and I hope Jack Hughes can bring the fans back to New Jersey. You know, whenever we're allowed fans back, probably in 2025. Um, <laughs> but because you, you you do look at the Devils, and I know you want to say that they're a, you know a hotbed hockey market, but you look at the attendance over the past few years with the team not being very good, and, and it hasn't been great. It's definitely, and, and I think a lot of cities like this are in the states. There, a lot of fans will jump ship. They're not going to go to games, and the team sucks. You even see with a team like Colorado. Remember Colorado, we always thought was this. Uh, in the early 2000s, you know, packed arenas, talented teams, star players. And then when they sucked, their stadium was half empty too. So, yeah, I think Jack Hughes, um, I think he can help bring the fans back to New Jersey. And, you know, I, th I think by the time that fans are ready to go back, the Devils will be worth seeing because they got a lot of young talent. And it's led by Jack Hughes, who is maybe even shiftier than Quinn Hughes, man. I mean, like, well, bro, he, he's a he's a talented player to watch. He really is. He really is uber talented. I mean, lottery pick, you know, best supposedly the best player in that draft. He was picked 
where he was picked for a reason. And it would be hard. It would be very fucking hard to enter the league, right, on the New Jersey Devils in 2019-2020, again, on the New Jersey Devils as an 18-year-old, as a center, I believe. He's a center. And then you have the whole situation with Taylor Hall. It's just weird. It's just weird, man. Really weird. And goaltending is just a little shaky, not going to front. It wasn't the easiest situation. You don't want to make a ton of excuses for these elite athletes. But again, when you're talking about a first overall pick and there's this notion that you could just give up on him after one season, we're not even talking about two. We're not even talking about a year and a half. Okay, we're talking about one season. (laughs) That's some bullshit. It's straight up some bullshit. Yeah, he's going to he's going to prove the haters wrong for sure as well. And, you know, again, he was the first, he was the only player to come out of the U.S. National Development Program and go straight to the NHL. Most of those guys go through college first. Jack fucking Hughes went straight from under 18 hockey, basically, to the NHL. So, so kudos to him. The dude looks like he's in grade nine. He looks like he's in grade nine. It's He's got the the grade nine answers down pat. Yeah, he does. Let's play that one more time. This is hockey for you, okay? uh, Let's try to win this game, not, 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 not lose the game. Damn. Damn, man, that's that's oh. how I'm uh, living life these days. You know, I'm not trying to lose. Yeah, I mean, you know, win. Jack Hughes might know more English than the next guy on my breakout list, and, <laughs> and this guy's a name that should be on everyone's list. But it's Kirill Kaprizov mm-hmm. of the Minnesota Wild. Uh, I know this guy's been touted as a KHL star for years, and uh, I don't know how much Minnesota Wild hockey you've been watching to start the season. None. Uh, but the Wild have had some pretty crazy finishes mm-hmm. to both their games. Uh, the first two games of the season trailed to the Los Angeles Kings 3-2 in both matchups, tied it up. Kaprizov scores the OT winner in Beautiful his first goal. NHL game. Just dirty. Game night. Dirty. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a filthy player, man. I honestly think he's going to win the Calder this season. I don't really think anyone's close except for Niels Hoglander, of course, <laughs> uh, the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, but I think Kaprizov, you know, he's one of those rookies like Panera, and he's, you know, already 23 years old. Yeah. Uh, and I just think he's going to maybe change what the Minnesota Wild do. I mean, the Minnesota Wild are playing in the weakest division in hockey right now, that dog shit West division. They, they force us to change the moniker of the show from the <laughs> West Coast bias to the Northwest bias. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... Minnesota Wild could probably make the playoffs in playing in that division. And if they do, Kaprizov's going to be leading the way. He's a star in the making. Yeah, man. What, their second star? Second big-time <laughs> flashy Ever. star next to Marion Grat Gabrick? And, yeah, you know, only, I, took a, only took 20 years to find another star. Hey, no man. Deal. So how do you say this dude's name? Well, let's go through it. I think it's Kirill Kaprizov. Kirill Kaprizov? Yo, that's a, that's yeah. a real name. That's a Kirill name. I'm telling you. <laughs> That's a nice-ass name, bro. And, again, that first goal was so greasy, man. Just steals the puck. And I love when players do that. You know, they get in close. They go backhand forward and backhand or whatever he was doing and just squeaks it in five-hole. Nah, just take it. Just take it. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's and players it's like Yeah, it's players like Kirill that inspire the name Silky and Filthy. I mean, he he did it all in that play. He was silky and filthy. And they just made a trade, right, for, for Ian Cole. Look, uh, Minnesota. Minnesota, I talked a lot of shit about these guys last week, right? That's what we do on Puck Talking Bullshit, Silky and Filthy, okay? We just talk. We don't know. They maybe can prove me wrong, and it kind of goes back to what I said about New Jersey. You know, I really do respect those fan ba- uh, those fan bases that really, really care about their American teams, and Minnesota is just all about hockey. If it happens, it happens. If they prove me wrong, it fucking happens. I just find it hard to believe a team with, in my opinion, still not much, 
could have could be hyped up that much prior to the season. It just didn't really make a lot of sense to me. Uh, how was Kevin Fiala doing? Because I'm looking at his shot attempts. He's still all over the place, isn't he? This wasn't a fluke, eh? Well, no. I mean, and again, people are wondering if it was a fluke because he's got no points so far. Mm-hmm. He's all uh, over the again, place. like you said, he's racking up the shot attempts. The chances are there. Um, just like Elias Pettersson, it's it's a matter of time before Kevin Fiala breaks out for the Minnesota Wild as well. I would not be thinking that his season last year was a fluke because he's getting chances early on. It's just not it's just not happening early. No, just, there's just no finish. There's yeah, no he finish. He can't get there's to no that, that final moment of euphoria. Look, as much as I want to dissect the first handful of games here, it's what we got to do, right? We hockey podcasters. This is the most difficult year to do so in the early stages just based off of everything. This is the first time the NHL and its players are doing things like this, right? Boom, bam. You just go into a city. You got to stay there for a fucking week or less than a week, play three games, two games in a row with the same team. It's kind of hard to get a grasp of how of how these teams are really going to pan out. Again, it's early, it, rightfully so. Do I see Minnesota ending in the playoffs in that weak West division? I still don't. I still don't. It's just hard for me to put money on that. But, hey, you, you, you do never know. Real talk, real talk. Real talk. And, yeah. and, and that, that and, pick for uh, Kareel, Kareel, for the Calder, hey, man, Minnesota does deserve good things. They they do. Yeah. They do. Let's put some money down on that, although I don't think your odds are great because you should be the favorite mm-hmm. right now, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? I mean, one of our favorite things that we've done on Silky and Filthy over the past couple of years have been overreaction season at the beginning of the year. And we got to bring that back. It's going to come it. back. I feel like that first week is like right now it's preseason almost, right? Fair you enough. guys haven't had any preseason. They're just finding their gears. So I think maybe we'll and bring back over reaction season next week. You know what, Trevor? I'm going to put this out there to the universe, okay? That's when we release this, the filming aspect of this. We've been trying to do it. I just pressed record again. Still a little glitchy. I'm so fucking sorry. Okay, I'm so sorry. It's not fair. Okay, you looking fresh. I'm looking fresh. The people need to see the most handsome hockey podcasters in the world. But I'm hoping, I really am hoping, by this time next week for overreaction season, it's out there. So, you know, we can uh, start paying these bills, man. Start paying these bills. Hey, listen to this, okay? Hey, that's a bullshit. <laughs> I just want to take a girl out. Take a girl out with some hockey podcasting money. Hey, what do you do? I talk hockey. I talk puck talking bullshit, baby. Ooh, ooh. Damn, you know, I could see it happening. And then she would just want to know about hockey, and damn, that's just what I want, bro. What I want, man. That's what I want in life. Yeah, yeah the, the SB Nation podcast and bills, you know, it's, it's, it's enough for, you know, some joints, a six-pack maybe. Uh-huh. We want to take your girl to the keg, the boathouse. We got to get that filming out. We're doing it right now. Yeah, we got we to gotta start, you know, putting this shit on YouTube and getting that. Getting our faces out there, man. Getting our faces out there. And look, I'm reading this book, right? Let's bring it back, okay? Because we got to give it to the people, right? Y'all reading too much captions, not reading enough books. Think and grow rich, right? <laughs> we we doing affirmations now because that's what the book tells you to do. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna front. Part of my affirmation, right, in the morning is talking about how we add more face value to our hockey podcasting because hey, we got to remember, man. We we trying to change the game. We trying to change the game, and people people really fuck with vodcasts, video podcasts. You know, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not my thing personally, because I, I'd much rather just listen and get on with my day, you know, get on with my day. I don't got to sit there and watch people. But that being said, like I said, you a handsome guy. I'm a fucking, I just got a haircut. Shout out to my dude, Ronnie, man. You fucking killed it. They need to see my face, man. Yeah. They need to see that fresh fade you got going on there. Hey, I got the haircut at fresh fades too. Unbelievable, man. All right, so let, let me tell you three more guys who are looking pretty fresh to start the season who I think Ooh. are, are going to have a breakout year. 
if you want to put money down if you're into that thing but if if you're really into that thing you should listen to it's free money by nick bondy on the post up network shout, shout, by shout the out. way uh, so I'm, I don't want to talk much about this guy because the Canucks are about to enter a three-game stretch against the Montreal Canadiens, but I do have Nick Suzuki as a breakout candidate. I know we kind of shit on Montreal a little bit uh, when we were doing the preview show, you more so than me, because yeah. I still have Montreal in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think a lot of the reason for their success going forward is Nick Suzuki. I, I'm not as sure, but yes, Barry Cock and Yemi, but you know Nick Suzuki was great in the playoffs last year, and he looks great to start this season. He's just like he's like a light, Elias Pettersson light, okay? He's not, he's not Elias Pettersson. But this guy, he's a he's a crafty little playmaker. Mm-hmm. He gets around the ice, and he's able to score, and he's able to dish the puck. And, Bro, uh, he's a baller. He's a baller. Seen a couple games. He's a baller. He tries so hard. I fuck with that dude, man. I really do. Now, you said, yes, Perry, Cock, and Niemi's name so fluid there. I'm so fucking proud of you, man. That was that was clean. Not not Thanks, easy man. to Thanks, say, man. yes, Perry, Cock, and Niemi, you know? Isn't yeah, easy. It's, like I said, you got to emphasize the cock, and that's yeah. something you're not doing as much. So you just got to work on that. Nick Suzuki, though, again, absolute baller. I love, I love those players that don't have to do it all. And when I say do it all, I mean that compete effort. Like I feel like his compete matches his skill set, and that's that's a player that sets culture up. You know, that sets the tone. It really does, and it's. You can't say it's a like a ripoff. I mean, the Pacioretty trade was a good trade, but going long term, that was an unbelievable gra- grab for the Montreal Canadiens. Real talk. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think when they traded Max Pacioretty, maybe they didn't think they were getting a number one overall franchise center. And Nick Suzuki, he's not there yet, obviously, but he could be that player. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he looks that good early in his career. Real talk. He does. Yeah. Okay. Two other guys on the list here. And, and bro, before um, I before I got, before you, you go, it it's not easy to do that in Montreal. It really isn't. You, we no, think it's crazy yeah. out here. <laughs> it's not easy to do that in Montreal. Carry and on. And how long is that? How long has that organization been trying to get a franchise center? Like since Saku Koivu, maybe. <laughs> it's and been and a he long seems time. as if he has the swagger to embrace that because that's pressure. That's that's real fucking pressure and a. A privilege and honor. We're talking about the Montreal Canadiens, you know? So, all the power to him, man. All the power to him. I would love to see a dude with the last name Suzuki do unbelievable things for the most historic franchise in the National Hockey League. That, that's some great 100%. shit. And, and I think this is a great measuring stick for him this season in that North Division, too. Because yeah. who's he going up against? He's going up against Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Elias Pettersson, Bo Horvat. Yeah, Sean Monahan, mm-hmm. Mark Shifley. Mm-hmm. Like it's like all across Canada, we're seeing these really talented centers. Yeah, and I think Nick Suzuki is uh, battling to be in that conversation and doing a good job so far. Facts, man. Facts. Uh, this this one's a he's he's a bit of a different player compared to the other guys on this list. But Andre Svechnikov, he kind of had his breakout year last year, but I'm putting him on this list because I think Svechnikov could be like a top ten scorer in the NHL. Um, he is so strong with the puck, so talented. We saw the lacrosse goals last year. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if Svechnikov finishes like a top 10, top 15 score in the NHL. I also wouldn't be surprised if the conversation gets going where people wonder if he should have been the first overall pick over Asmus Dahlin, something that no one said in 2018. He looks like a dude that will be a perennial 40-goal scorer. Yeah. Like a little Alex Ovechkin. Yeah. He's, he's really good with the puck, an amazing shot. And again, great chin. We mentioned Roman Yossi's great, great chin last week. We compared great it to chin. your great chin. Hey, yeah, my great chin. Yeah, you know, after you said that, after you said that. Hey, there's a bullshit. 
I started looking at my chin, you know? Started looking at my chin, you know? Just just, <laughs> just figuring it out, right? You know, the angles and whatnot. You know, shit, man. We trying to get back in the DMs, trying to get back, you know, 778, Kyle Bowen, K-Y-L-E-B-H-A-W-A-N. So, you know, sometimes that requires, you know, a little, little selfie action. So, thanks for that compliment, man. Really, really meant a lot. And th- shout out to the haircut, too, man. Straight up. Shout out to the yeah. fade. Hey, no problem. I'm always here to pump your tires, and yeah, I guarantee so. you, you're better looking than the fifth guy on my list, even though he <laughs> kicked the shit out of me for saying that, and that's Brady Kachuk. Oh. Uh, you might be better looking than Brady Kachuk, <laughs> but I do think Brady Kachuk is a, is a breakout player this season, playing in the North Division. Look, this guy, you know, uh, even though he, he might be uh, a little down in the dumps because you're just a better looking dude than him, uh, he is playing on a line right now with Josh Norris and Drake Batherson, a young gun line. They have the best expected goals for percentage in the NHL right now, like 92%. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. You know, they got three goals through the first three games. Uh, I do think that, again, playing in this North Division where none of the teams really have tremendously great defenses. I think Calgary and Montreal have the best defenses in this division, but no one has a great defense. So I think, again, there's going to be lots of goal scoring. And I think Brady Kachuk is going to find a way to kind of bust through that 45 point barrier where he's been through his first two NHL seasons yeah. and probably score like a 60, 70 point pace. And I think again, those two young guns he's playing with are going to help him out there. These young, uh, I was going to make a point and I'm still going to say it, but I feel as if it's kind of irrelevant because, you know, in past years in the NHL, these players are going on long road trips and being away from their families and whatnot. But when you have the, these young teams and they're going on these long road trips and they're playing the same teams, multiple times and again they're young couple years into the league i don't feel like it's a detriment at all they're just there to play some hockey they don't really give a fuck even not to say they don't care about the coronavirus and what's happening in the world they're just younger you know it's just we're playing hockey and we get to have fun and do and we're doing our thing and when you watch those guys play they're just having a lot of fun and brady kachuk he's always smart like he's always smiling you know he's just moving around the eyes doing his thing playing hard as fuck and then you see him at the end of a highlight, and it's, it's, yeah, just a dude that's having fun. And Ottawa, it's so interesting to look at Ottawa, right? They've just been the laughing stock year after year after year. It seems as if we've been talking about them and talking a lot of smack about them for three straight years. But Dorian, who <laughs> I wouldn't take him as my ball hockey GM two years ago. You know what I'm saying? Dude's a laughing stock. Laughing stock. <laughs> It's kind of, you know, built up a, a team with a lot of pieces. A lot of pieces, right? And they're playing now. Is it going to translate to automat- automatic success? I don't know. But a lot of those players are gaining experience, and they're playing a lot. And th- the best part of the team is a defenseman, which is really important, and a really good defenseman. So <laughs> is there something actually brewing in Ottawa? And, again, we, we bring up the whole fun thing, right? When you have a young team like this and – they're loose and they're allowed to do their thing and it's a young man's league and now you're playing in a division with seven teams and four teams make the playoffs. <laughs> like, Ottawa, I don't know. I don't know. It sounds crazy. It sounds crazy, but maybe they won't be as bad as we think they're going to be and maybe they'll be in it up until the 45-game mark, the 40-game mark. Real talk. Yeah, that, that would be intriguing. And, you know, I was looking at Ottawa's lineup today and I actually like the way their first two lines are constructed. You know, they got that first line with Kachuk, Josh Norris and Drake Batherson. And their second line is kind of the uh, tossed away veterans. You got Derek Stefan, mm-hmm. Alex Galchenyuk, and Evgeny Dadanov. You know, it's just like, that's not a bad top six compared to what they had. And, you know, they got some younger guys 
uh, throughout their lineup as well. Where is that schnitzel, schnitzel I think the one thing holding Ottawa back, though, and you might know where I'm going with this, is their defense. Yeah, and namely, Branson. I noticed that Thomas Shabbat's partner to start the season, Eric motherfucking Goodbranson. Goodbranson, Goodbanson. Oh, no, Goodbatson. That was a good one, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean... Uh, where, know, where, is that? where is Schnitzel playing? Schnitzel, Schnitzel, Schnitzel. Schussel. Stutzle, he was Stutzle. up on the second line, I believe, or but he's he missed the last game. So when I checked at the Lions today, he was not in the lineup. So uh, I don't know exactly where he's playing against the Leafs. I wasn't watching that game in full. But, uh, no, again, c- congrats to him. Proud of Germany, first NHL goal. Uh-huh. Told my wife, you know, maybe I get her a, a Tim Stutzle jersey. That's dope. That's up. Schnutzle. Schnutzle. Sorry for uh, calling you Schnutzle. I, you know, <laughs> I'm just Kyle Bound. You know, I just I didn't even know who this dude was. You know, I didn't even know who this dude was. Real talk. I'm not going to front. After the, the NHL season ended last year, after the bubble, I just went away, bro. I just went away. I believe football started right away. My Packers, come on, man. I had no time to pay attention. But when I saw that dude score, score his goal and see the, saw the celly, it was it was exciting. And just I'm, I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Then I'm think, looking, holy shit, this guy's a fucking lottery pick too. Who the fuck is this guy? Crazy. Crazy. Yeah, what well, what were you doing on your nineteenth birthday? Because this guy was playing his first NHL game then. Actually, I know what you're doing on your. Ni- oh no, wait, no. Was like that the nineteenth birthday? No, that was uh, that was your ex's nineteenth birthday where I got a little sloppy. Yeah, mm, and I wrong night, wrong night. Yo, great story here. Okay, hey, there's a bullshit. <laughs> great story here. Great story here. I got in trouble that night because you were a little fucked up, right? And I had to ditch my my ex's party at the time to protect Trevor Beggs, right? From the from whatever downtown Vancouver could do to a to a drunk bastard in the middle of the night, I had to protect you. And she was upset because her boyfriend wasn't with her at her birthday party. But hey, looking back at it, fantastic decision, fantastic decision, long term investment. All right, where is she? I don't know. I don't fucking know. Where are you right in front of you, man? <laughs> yeah, who, who knows what would have happened that night, man? If you weren't there to uh, oh, yeah. stay by my side, will I? Uh... Sobered up with the help of some uh, other unnamed substances, then uh, you know maybe I wouldn't be here right now. Yeah, know? just a lot of water and potato fries. Sure, that's exactly. And it, it worked. Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. All right, man. Do you, do you want to do a little beauty of the week to wrap it up? Okay, okay. You're listening to Silky and Filthy. You're home for puck talk and bullshit. Professional, unprecedented, and most recently, unconscionable. Let's go. Let's go. Oh man, I missed that Snoop Dogg bump at the end. Snoop Dogg for all beautiful. Oh, yeah. I'm sipping some some tequila on the beach somewhere right now. But anyways, mm-hmm. let's get to the matter at hand, and that's the beauty of the week. And I'm not going with a hockey player this week. Uh, I'm going with a journalist, and that's Alex Prowett of Sports Illustrated, that's P-R-E-W-I-T-T, in case I mispronounce it, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, he did one of the best in-depth pieces of hockey journalism I've seen in quite some time. Uh, he interviewed Akima Lou and got an update basically on what's happening with the Hockey Diversity Alliance. And basically the gist was, all is not well between the Hockey Diversity Alliance and the NHL. Uh, you know, there was it seemed like there were some positive steps in the summertime. Uh, you and I did some episodes about it here on Silky and Philly. Those were those are great episodes. Bondi did Just a great one with Farhan Lalji. Got to check that out. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So there was some great talk that was spurred from the action in the summer when the NHL shut down for a couple of days. But since then, it seems like the NHL has been very vague with their plans going forward to help diversity. 
and the HDA has been pressing them to make more concrete plans. And it just seems like they're just not on the same page. The NHL is scoffing at the HDA saying that, oh, well, well, I can't believe there's a problem here. Like we're doing all we can. And the HDA is saying, you guys are a joke. Come on. Uh, so the, again, uh, I was probably talk to Akimo to get all the updates here. Uh, some more great digging on, on his backstory as well. And uh, again, just a lot about how this situation is, is kind of fizzling out right now, how there doesn't seem to be a lot happening with the NHL pushing forward to make this a more diverse game. And again, I think the article mentions, you know, this is a league with, you know, 800 players uh, in the NHL and there was what 18 black players last season and maybe another handful of, of a different minority. Uh, but at the fact of the matter is the NHL should be doing a lot more. And you look at some of the demands, I think it was, you know, I think the HD asked for like a $300,000 investment per team over the next 10 years to help support diversity. And I know money's tight right now, but you know what's more important than money? Loving one another yeah, and supporting diversity. More important than fucking money right now. So there were some other interesting tidbits too about how uh, NHL players like P.K. Subban and Wayne Simmons have actually left the HDA and they've gotten on board of the NHL, even though there's no action. Um, so again, there's kind of this divide right now between players. I know Evander Kane's part of the HDA, uh, retired players such as Joel Ward are part of the HDA. Um, but yeah, it's just a real messy situation right now. So I, I just encourage everyone to go check out Alex Prewitt's article, uh, Beauty of the Week for the reporting he did there. Because, you know, as someone who uh, used to work in the newsroom, uh, I know it's uh, a lot of work to work uh, to dig up pieces like this. So uh, mm-hmm. kudos to him. Mm-hmm. Especially when it's, again, covering the NHL, a league that is going to wait until something else happens in order to do a ceremonial puck drop and some bullshit yeah. propaganda, propaganda to make it look like they give a fuck. It's... It's sad because obviously 2020 was like we all should have like after 2020 we should all know we got to stick together and and do more and diversify Black Lives Matter all those things and then on top of that you saw what actually happened in the NHL the league itself so beyond it beyond these organizations and I'm just talking about the world in general, like, but beyond these businesses and whatnot, there was that the social issues, the Black Lives Matter movement, police brutality, things got to change. But again, within the circle of the actual business itself, the NHL bullshit was happening throughout the whole fucking year, throughout the whole fucking year, bro. Blatant acts of racism, just bullshit from coaches, NHL coaches. You know what I'm saying? This is gross, gross, gross. And to see like nothing really done post 2020 it just seems as if they're waiting for something else they're just waiting yeah, and, not, you know? and not even nothing done but yeah. like they've actually taken steps backwards yeah <laughs> it's gross it's but is it surprising i don't think so anymore i'm done backing this league up when it when it comes to these things and how they deal with it and just you know staying saying that oh just be patient things will change things will change you know the world is changing they're not gonna do shit they're not gonna do shit man they're not gonna do shit they really well, aren't. And, it's just up to us. It's just up to us, man. It's it's fucking sad, but it's up to the, the HDA. You know, it's up to that small group, that small group in this big-ass league to do something. Just got to keep the conversation going because it's fucking bullshit, bro. It's actually bullshit. 
It's gross. It just turns you off. It really does. And it limits what this league's full potential could be in a worldwide surface because if you look at it, you motherfuckers, like real talk, the whole world, if you want to make this a global game, get everyone involved. Don't just fucking wait, you know? Don't wait. It's so gross, man. It's so gross. But it's not surprising. It's not surprising, man. It makes no sense. And I think one of the other bombshells in the article here was that the HDA said they were able to confirm uh, some reports and rumblings that they heard about, but now they they can pretty much confirm that they're true. Uh, and that's that some owners don't want to back the NHL and the and, and their uh, support of the HDA because after Matt Dumb took a knee, some of the owners claimed that they uh, had a drop in season ticket sales, which which is gross, and that's a whole other issue in itself, that there's racist motherfuckers, that we don't want them at the hockey games anyways. Um, but again, it points to these these rich ass dudes carry more about uh, line in their pockets than than helping the growth of the game, which again is going to hurt them in the long run, anyways. So. Yeah, they care. They just care about short term gains, and that you know, okay, twenty twenty happened, quarantine life, no one at games, you're losing money, and I guess those deposits, right? Those fucking deposits on these imaginary season tickets fucking matter, okay? But that's that's actual bullshit, bro. It's it's disgusting because this is the game. That we grew up with, the coolest game on earth, right? That's what my bet sheets were telling me. Every time I went to sleep, my bet sheets were telling me the NHL, the coolest game in, on earth, and I truly fucking believed it. This league is the the furthest thing from that. It really is. It really is when you compare it to all the other sports. But you know, here we are, Canadians, just fucking having this game etched in our DNA. It's hard for you know us to fucking separate from it. That being said, you know things like this really has me thinking, man. It has me thinking. This this league's never gonna grow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I never want to say never because you know never's a long time <laughs> I away. Know, man. But Fuck, uh, man. <laughs> there's no positive steps right now. So I'll just end it with this: saying, "Go read Alex Prewitt's piece and and fuck Gary Batman and fuck these rich owners." Because you know it does seem like a cop out, right? Like season ticket to sell drop because of Matt Dumba. They didn't drop because of a worldwide pandemic where people are losing their jobs. And oh yeah, you might not even see a hockey game until 2027. I mean, come on. It's- it's yeah. all bullshit, man. So they don't care about the long term, you know. It's it's not surprising though. Yeah. So make sure uh, instead of buying Game Center, make sure you go stream your games for free. <laughs> yeah. Uh, NHL66.ir. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you get a sponsorship from them? Man. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> Why not, man? Shit, dude. We all can right. get sponsors that's, that's right great, now. If Espionation reply to my so emails, man. Great. Shit. Come on, man. <laughs> get to work man let's get to work i I mean that though when i said yo it's up to us i just and it goes back to putting our face out there more you know it matters it matters i get it and it's to play the game to make an impact because i feel as if we can change the way people perceive the nhl or move within the nhl and we can continue that conversation have it constant and you can tell by the way we're talking about this, especially, you know, coming from me, it's, I'm still learning about this stuff, you know, more and more. That being said, it's pretty idiotic what these guys are doing in 2021. It, for sure, what, what, whatever they were doing in 2020 in the bubble and whatnot, it was just something they felt like they had to do. Did they want to do it? I don't know. I actually don't know. Yeah, probably not based on what we're hearing now, so... Again, just uh, 
maybe boycott the NHL. Watch the games, but don't be paying for game centers, okay? <laughs> Go NHL <laughs> NHL66.ir. What a gross ass uh, league, man. Fuck, that's man. That's another that's another episode of Silky and Filthy in the books we got to mm-hmm. go watch some hockey on nhl66.ir hey. so thanks for listening go catch the rest <laughs> of the shows on the network make sure you listen to nick bondy's latest episode of the power of the towel mm-hmm. with caroline cameron from sportsnet kyle i know you got sipping on a 40 coming out yeah man uh, a few times this week montreal and vancouver going head to head battling it out <laughs> maybe i should do an episode in french i'd <laughs> 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 be the hardest listen but you know this, this is the thing about sipping on a 40 it's a different type of hockey show and, you know, I, I like it. You got to like what you do, man. You got to love what you do. So I, I enjoyed your top 10 hated Calgary Flames episode. <laughs> <laughs> Robin or Gary, fuck that guy. Oh, man, this show's something else. Yes. Silky and Filthy, you're home for Puck Talk and Bullshit. Kyle Bowen, Trevor Bags. Have a good morning, a good afternoon, a good night. We don't know when you're listening to this, but we, yes, we appreciate it. Peace. Oh,